For the past year, the World Economic Forum has been linking social entrepreneurs with investors and multinationals for impact to make progress for the Sustainable Development Goals. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from The National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. If you like this show, please do subscribe at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your audio content. With me is Kelsey Warner, the National's Future Editor and Co-Host. How are you, Kelsey? Hi, Mustafa. I'm well. So we're talking about uh, the World Economic Forum, sustainable development, social impact, entrepreneurs, $100 million. A lot of buzzwords, but no, but it feels like action and grassroots efforts married to real corporate social responsibility in a way that is unique, is useful. Again, the word action, it feels action-oriented. And so they're a year into this initiative. They've deployed $100 million, identified 150 solutions uh, that really address or seek to address the 17 UN Sustainable Development Goals that the clock is ticking on, and we badly need investors to be backing social entrepreneurs right now. So the program is called Uplink, and it's run by John Dutton at the World Economic Forum. And on Monday at the Sustainable Development Impact Summit, they had a kind of session to cover what the last year has been like with both entrepreneurs, multinationals, and investors. We talked to John to get some more detail on the impact that Uplink is having. Let's listen to that now. John, thanks for joining us today uh, to talk about Uplink, uh, World Economic Forum's program connecting social entrepreneurs, investors, multinationals. It's been a year since it launched, 2020, January in Davos at the annual meeting. I was there, I think, for one of your programs, which is the Trillion Trees program. But the world has changed remarkably in the year since. So I don't know, maybe you can give us a bit of an overview on, on, on how the program has been and, and some of the highlights. Yeah, thank you, Mustafa. And it's a pleasure to be with uh, the National and uh, the audience that you guys have today. Uh, you know, on our side, it's been, in fact, maybe a, a, a blessing in disguise. The, the, I think the, the work of Uplink in some ways has really been catapulted by uh, the move to digital and virtual over the last year and a half. Of course, we wouldn't wish for any of the pandemic to have happened, but it has created an environment where uh, the the digital ways in which we can connect people is so much more important. And in fact, in some ways, is going to be supporting an entrepreneur who who probably shouldn't hop on a plane and and fly across the world uh, to make a pitch to an investor. Uh, and for us, uh, Uplink has been really the forum's answer to how can innovation accelerate the uh, the pursuit of the the 2030 global goals. Um, we believe strongly that there was a gap out there for trying to democratize access for entrepreneurs across the world who are looking to uh, create real impact. And um, the platform has has really progressed uh, tremendously over that year and a half. Um, we launched our, our first innovation challenge, and we, we really organized a lot of the, the platform's activities around challenges. How can we create problem statements uh, linked to the SDGs and attract entrepreneurs who can share their solutions, share their company's efforts to respond to that challenge. And so the innovation challenge is what we've used as a mechanism to source the top entrepreneurs onto the platform. Uh, we've run now around almost 30 innovation challenges since uh, the summer, spring of 2020, uh, and and have been able to bring onto the platform uh, two and a half thousand uh, entrepreneurs 
the, the the competitions we run, the selection processes have produced 150 vetted, tested, recognized top innovators. And we've been running programs uh, and providing visibility uh, to support those entrepreneurs. Uh, and so it's been really exciting to see how the platform has has grown. We, we've just passed uh, 30,000 users over the last week and a half. Um, and we're, tr- we're, we're looking to develop uh, the, the platform in a way that uh, provides more and more touch points between the key uh, stakeholders in the innovator ecosystem. Um, so that's been a, a little bit of a snapshot, perhaps, of our, of our progress over this time. John, there's nine years to meet the UN's 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Can you talk a bit about how you're laying out these challenges what the urgency is and some examples of who's engaging on these challenges and what the platform actually looks like when somebody goes about engaging? Sure. A whole interesting set of, uh, of questions there. Well, let me start with what the platform looks like. So the platform uh, is really organized around four main personas. And the, the most important one has really been the entrepreneur. So when you go into the platform, everybody's invited. It's free open to anyone and we ask you to, to kind of fill out more about your profile and once once you've done that once you've shared your interests shared the the type of role that you have the platform comes to life in different ways the entrepreneur is the key one where we're looking to um, understand what their company is all about and then suggest to them uh, innovation challenges that they could uh, provide a response to um, and so we do a lot of the the work on the platform is around um, a drawing the attention to for entrepreneurs to visit those uh, different challenges and suggest where they could be uh, best suited to to respond to it. The other personas are the investors, the experts, and the the actual kind of problem owners, the people that are funding or supporting the the innovation challenges themselves. So our experts and investors. We're looking to suggest solutions, so that suggest companies that they should peruse and and figure out whether they can provide some help to those entrepreneurs, or or they could actually evaluate and review them. And we have a, a set of top uh, experts and investors that we engage in each of evaluation process and each innovation challenge to to actually see uh, what what the fit is with the problems that have been uh, set set aside. And give a ranking of of which entrepreneurs are are the best fit for uh, for that challenge. Um, we're looking across three main dimensions: the business model, so is the uh, the entrepreneur financially sustainable, uh, and have kind of a pathway for growth. Uh, what is the impact model that they have? And and in some cases, also it's important to have a bit of a scientific aspect. Um, and so so those are some of the ways in which we're really trying to evaluate and and assess against some of the, the SDG uh, indicators, uh, how much uh, progress each uh, entrepreneur is making and what is their trajectory to scale that impact. That's the big picture. But then on the ground, you know, what, what are the examples? So we started off with uh, our work around the oceans and the, the oceans has been one of those ecosystems that touches on many different SDGs. Um, but in our case, we focused on uh, running a, a ocean solution sprints that have been um, uh, looking at uh, connecting uh, innovators from the aquaculture space, from uh, the kind of illegal fishing, uh, from the the areas in which um, ocean technology can um, can create 
better better uh, tourist systems um, that are more sustainable. And we've run a, a series of them, and they're always run in collaboration with the Friends of Ocean Action, which is the World Economic Forum's initiative in that space. And so it gives you a sense that uh, Uplink is really meant to be complementary to the, the world's biggest initiatives. Um, uh, it's been uh, also done in collaboration with organizations like IUCN, WWF, but also the investor community, uh, folks like Catapult Ocean, Aquaspark, um, Blue Ocean Partners, among many others who have been kind of along with us to help us design what are the key questions to ask, uh, then evaluate, help us recruit and help us evaluate the entrepreneurs that come on board, and then help us run programming that can support the, the, the ecopreneurs once they've uh, come on board with Uplink. Um, and a few of those uh, have really taken shape. In fact, we had um, uh, at least five or six of the Uplink Ocean entrepreneurs who have uh, been able to uh, secure funding uh, in the last year and a half, uh, additional funding, I should say. Um, and at least, I think, in three occasions, it came from investors that have been with us to design and and kind of evaluate the, 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 the set of entrepreneurs that have come on the platform. So it's really that creating of the ecosystem that is looking to uh, bring together the right actors and, and help these entrepreneurs progress to the next level. Scale seems like a primary priority of Uplink in terms of, well, I'm actually wondering from you, what does scale mean for Uplink in terms of, is it investment? Is it growing job opportunities? Is it scaling a solution to a problem? It seems like Uplink is perhaps actually good at surfacing social entrepreneurs at a grassroots level, but scale for them might mean just you know, hiring one extra person. So what does actually change making in this scale sense look like? Uh, we're running innovation challenges across many different regions and across different sectors. And so it does vary a, a bit as you as you change the dynamic. But uh, in general, what we're looking for, we think the sweet spot for Uplink and where the forums infrastructure can really help is in that seed to scale phase. Um, so those uh, companies that are are mostly for profit, but that have a a real SDG focus to the, the business model that they have um, that are looking to get from seed funding, perhaps through to their series A, maybe beyond, but that's really the sweet spot where we can help them through kind of what a lot of the folks in the innovation ecosystem, entrepreneur ecosystem talk about is kind of the valley of death where most, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs who have great solutions or great ideas have trouble getting to that next level. And, and that's, that's where we want to help them and I think really help them across three three areas. One is around visibility. Um, so if you are a, a Myanmar-based uh, company um, like Recyglo, which was part of our first ocean solution sprint, that doesn't typically get the visibility, um, the World Economic Forum and our media channels can help them uh, tap into markets across Southeast Asia, but perhaps even beyond. Um, the second is around access um, and access to the World Economic Forum's a network of partners, investors, uh, experts, uh, perhaps even mentors. And then lastly, expertise. We run a series of, of workshops uh, that can help those uh, CEOs and co-founders um, to really bring their companies to the next level. I'm intrigued by the archetype you were describing earlier, the problem holders. I think they're so core to uh what's keeping us all up at night these days. How do you surface them? How do you get them to admit their problems? They're essentially now holding massive amounts of risk. So it's in their interest to solve whatever their problems are. But what is what are the what do those risk holders look like today? How are you identifying them and, and what are their what are their big problems? 
I mean, I think the, the reality is that to solve the SDGs, the, the problem owners is probably a pretty wide definition that can catch many different actors of society, right? Um, we tend to work with uh, when there's a, an area that's identified, and particularly if we have either a key project at the forum or a funder that would like to provide a grant for us to identify uh, entrepreneurs, we're then in a, in a situation where we're bringing together those problem owners. Um, so typically it is a, a cross section across, you know, for-profit companies. Um, sometimes if it's a, uh, if it has a geographic element to it, it's, there's some either, uh, regional or national agencies that we involve, but then also civil society. And, and of course, in, in the best cases, also some public sector actors. Um, so when we ran a COVID challenge, uh, last summer in the summer of 2020 that surfaced nearly 350 entrepreneurs, it was a real big opportunity for us to be um, uh, able to engage with the WHO, with with the Global Fund, uh, with experts from from Gavi, uh, but then pull in uh, the you know some of the startup ecosystem, 500 startups, uh, even even some big companies. Uh, the Novartis was involved from a pharmaceutical perspective, and they together helped us craft what is the problem statement. Uh, what are the issues that are going to be tough for the big companies to solve when it looks at the response and resilience in the face of a pandemic? Um, so really, for us, that problem owner is is kind of at the core of what the forum does, is bringing people together. Well, I mean, it, it, I'll pick up on that last bit about what the, what the forum does uh, best. Um, and it certainly convenes people uh, from around the world. Um, has very much a, a global viewpoint, not just focused on a particular region. I was watching your, your anniversary session from the Sustainable Development Impact Summit, and um, I was asking myself, I said, do, do, you know, do we really need the forum to make this happen? And then, and then two things struck me during the, the session. One was the, the Deloitte chief executive that's announcing its own education program. He said we couldn't have found the entrepreneurs to work with without Uplink. And then I heard the testimonial from one of one of the entrepreneurs who who basically you know was saying that this is how I I got in front of Deloitte, Salesforce, other investors. Um, so I mean, how have you seen it in the last year? Is it has it felt like you're you're putting together something that was needed and and couldn't have happened otherwise without the forum being involved? Since we started Uplink, uh, we've been aware of, and in some cases, collaborating with lots of different, um, you know, incubators and and open innovation platforms. Uh, we're a big fan of tons of them out there, uh, but just to name a few: on Unreasonable Group, MIT Solve, um, Open IDEO, uh, and they, they all have really interesting roles to play. I think for the World Economic Forum and for Uplink, what we're trying to do, which I, we think is different, is trying to really get across the different geographies, to embrace this spirit of um, seeking out the underrepresented communities um, and helping surface uh, innovations that wouldn't otherwise uh, find the light of day. And I think the forum's uh, unique ability to do that is, is kind of on a couple different things. One is uh, we think the platform itself has become a, a world-class uh, tool, especially you know, having uh, entities like Salesforce that's providing the technology and Deloitte, which is helping us implement that technology, has created a tool which makes it easy and fun for both entrepreneurs, investors, and experts to help us evaluate these solutions. Um, but the forum's uh, reach through the digital media platform is also one of the things that helps us uh, attain that access that, that I think many other platforms wouldn't be able to do so. 
Um, and then once we have them on board, once we've identified them, um, we're really excited about this chance to bring together in a neutral way uh, the the types of investors that would perhaps normally be competing for for the investments. And and that's been, I think, a really fun part of the process. The more we've spoken to investors, especially in some of the niche uh, SDG areas, you find that they need one another. They're looking for co-investors. And if they can find a, a platform on which we are, are offering them kind of that neutral access, uh, there can be a lot of collaboration that's done with, within them. And hopefully, um, if we can do this right over the coming years, uh, really tip the, the balances towards the, the more mainstream investors to take a chance on um, on some of these amazing solutions that are in emerging markets uh, and that, that there might be some perceived risk, but where the forums, uh, let's say big initiatives like 1T.org, like uh, the Global Plastic Action Partnership, who have on the ground activities in the countries and regions can help with some of the de-riskings from a non-financial perspective. And if we can then also bring together the actors from on the financial side, then we think we can make a big dent in, um, in, in the funding gap that's also at, at play for, for these entrepreneurs. John Dutton from the World Economic Forum, thanks so much for talking to us today. It has been my pleasure. Kelsey Warner, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. All that remains to thank our production team, Arthur Edison, Aisha Khan. Do join us again next time.